0: Hi, my name is Carly Anna, and you are listening to another episode of CE Over It. This week, I'm so excited. We have Kayla here, and I cannot wait. She is a past member of 10KGG, and she is seriously killing it. We were all catching up before we started recording She's got a group coaching program. Um, Last year you booked, was it a 30K client? Halo? Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Like she is just crushing it. And so I'm so excited to bring her in and to talk about kind of what we were talking about last week with relationship marketing. She's going to like give us a little bit more on the inside scoop from a copywriter's perspective on humanized marketing, especially in this like world where AI is um, running rapid and <laughs> crazy and a little scary. So, yay! here we go. Let's talk. Kayla, introduce yourself. Say hi.
1: Hi, I'm Kayla. Um, like Carly was saying, I am a copywriter and strategist at The Literary Co. So I do brand messaging, website copywriting, sales pages, email sequences. And I also have my group coaching program called The Copy Society. It's basically a program for business owners to get all the copy done in their business and get really interactive feedback. So it's really fun. Yeah, I am was part of 10K Girl Gang. Love Carly, love what she's all about. I'm really excited to be here.
0: <laughs> we freaking love Kayla. And so I'm so, I and mean, we've been trying to get her on for a while. So I'm just like really, really freaking excited to have her here. And before we get started into like our actual topic, we're going to, of course, do our little snacks and tracks segment. And guys, Kayla is a little fellow book nerd. And so she also has really good book recs. So I am really excited to hear what she's been reading. so okay tell me tell me please tell the beans what you've been reading because I love a good book correct
1: yeah yeah so I recently finished hellbent by Leigh Bardugo it's like the sequel to this book called ninth house which I really really loved and I'm so glad I waited to read it until this fall because it took her like it was like three and a half years till the next book came out so I'm so glad I waited but it's a really good fantasy read. It takes place at Yale. There's like these like secret societies. It's very mysterious, really like dark academia vibes. If you like that kind of thing. Ooh,
0: okay. So it's like, have you have you read Babel?
1: No, but I keep seeing it. Oh my gosh. Um, everyone's recommended it. It's on my two reads. Have okay. you read that
0: one? Yes, I loved it, and that's I was like, but it takes it takes place in Ooh. what is the Oxford. Oxford University, and it's a dark academia. So I was like, "Oh, I wonder if it's similar." Okay, so does it have like romance to it though? Like, what is like the main? What is? (laughs) I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Is the world? No, you love romance. I do love romance, but is Kate? Is the my favorite thing though? Is like the characters, and the world building are those good? How is that?
1: Yeah I feel like they're good like really unique worlds that she's built lots of neat surprises along the way I never totally knew what was coming I really do like the main character she's so unique she's really compelling like had a really sad life and a lot of challenges but like the way that she's come through it is really kind of unique and inspiring. So I like that. So I do like the characters, good characters, interesting friendships. Not so much on the romance, but That's uh, it's okay. got everything else. <laughs>
0: <laughs> as long as like, honestly, the characters and the world building, it just depends on my mood. You know what I mean? Like sometimes I'm like, it's the romance, but there are times where I'm like, I'm so freaking sick of the back and forth and... Sometimes there's just like sometimes one like romance that just like kills it for me for like three months where I'm like that was just too cheesy or like
1: way too much yeah and you need a good story I'm the same yeah yeah just like a good story but yeah I love those like dark academia vibes I read another one recently called the Cloisters that takes place at this museum in New York which I looked and it's a real museum and that also has the vibes that I really liked and it's kind of a mystery too.
0: Okay, wait, I haven't heard that one. Is that tell me more of the vibes of
1: that one? I haven't heard of it. Yeah. So basically, what it is, I'm trying to, it was like a month or two ago that I read this. So I'm a little vague on it. But basically, this girl from, I want to say like Washington or something, goes to New York. She gets this like fancy internship at this museum called the Cloisters. And they have this old like historical art stuff in there. And she meets this girl and kind of strikes up a friendship. But I'm kind of remembering, I think some things like start going missing, someone gets murdered, you know, we got to like find out the truth. So, you know, it's like art museums, New York. I think there's a little bit of romance in there too. Just, just like a little. Oh,
0: okay. I have to add that one to my TBR. I haven't read that one, but help I've been like a ninth house. I've been like, do I read it now? When do I read it? So it's on my TBR. Yeah. I'm excited. Okay. Yeah. And the age old question, what have you been snacking or drinking as your like casual work snack?
1: Oh my gosh. I have it by me right now. I love Nespresso pods. I love Nespresso. We have a Virtuo machine with those like big pods that you put into it. And I love like I have like two cups of coffee today. Like in the morning I'll just have a regular cup of coffee. And then in the afternoon, I love making a lavender latte at home. So I have those like tirani syrups. I'll put like two pumps of lavender. Oh, okay. I'll put some milk in. I'll do a shot of espresso. And it's like it's so so good. And it's way cheaper than going to Starbucks. Starbucks doesn't do a lavender latte. No, they don't. Yeah. Oh. You can only get that at like a like a boutique coffee yeah. shop or something. I didn't even think about
0: lavender that sounds absolutely exquisite I would just feel like I'm like in a French cafe somewhere minding my own business reading a book
1: yeah I feel like so fancy when I make a lavender latte at home one of my favorite um cafes like when I used to live in Las Vegas like I would go there and get a lavender latte all the time and now anytime I go in a place that like isn't Starbucks I always look for a lavender latte and then I was like wait I can make it at home and it's just as good it's crazy Oh my gosh. Well, cause I have
0: like, I've had lavender Tarani syrup and I've had rose Tarani syrup. I've had like some of the Ooh. weird flavors, but I never thought to do that. Like I was putting them in my like soda waters and what else I'm trying to think if I ever did anything else with them, but it was pretty much just like soda waters. So I like, could get like, it would taste a little bit like a tonic or something, but I never thought to like make a latte with it. That's like absolutely genius.
1: Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. And it's like, we have the others, like we have like vanilla and caramel and stuff, but I love the lavender Reds. one just because mm-hmm. I just feel so fancy. Yeah. I, I'll have to try the rose one. That would be like, that would be extra fancy. The rose
0: like. one. Yeah. The rose one is good. <laughs> I mean, any floral flavor, like if if it's a floral flavor, it's I'm sold. I'm sold. Like, just give it to me. But yeah, I don't know. I never thought of it that way. So yeah, yeah that's a very good rec. I'm taking notes on that one. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, love it.
0: Okay, let's get into our topic today. Again, as always, really excited. But let's first talk a little bit about like this trend we've been seeing with like AI stuff and I'm curious on your feelings. I mean, I kind of know cuz obviously we chatted before this, <laughs> but saving the good stuff for the podcast. What are your feelings on all this like AI generated content? Which by the way, too, like if you guys haven't seen, Canva has like this is I think I don't know. I've been seeing like AI, like, oh, it's going to transform my face. But like, AI is like in Canva now. And like, you can generate lists and like content and stuff on Canva. And it just like writes your copy for you. It's strange. So I'm curious as to copywriting your thoughts.
1: Yeah, it's so weird. Like I haven't tried so much the one in Canva, but I've tried um I did try Chat GPT just because of all of the the talk around it. I was like, I need to go and see what this is all about. And then I tried another paid tool um to see what that one was like. Um I won't say what it was because I don't want to sound like they're calling them out. But yeah, no, I have to say I was like, you know what, I'm I'm hearing all this fuss around this. I better just go see what this is all about so I can like you know, have an opinion and kind of know what I think. And like, is this good? Is this even like worth, you know, incorporating into my own process? Should I be like paying the presses or something? And I went in there and I was like, no, I think, I think I'm okay. Yes. <laughs> <don't know> <laughs> yeah. Like I tried to, it's funny because I was giving it different prompts. Like You know, write a tagline for like a blah, blah, blah kind of business with a, you know, whatever, you know, and I was giving it prompts and the things that I would come up with was just so generic. I was just laughing. It was really funny. I was just like, yeah, this isn't that great. And so I tried the free one and then I tried the paid one too. I did like a free trial week or, you know, whatever it is that they offer and they had all these different kinds of, I don't know, tools you can use to like, write a caption for this or, you know, write a whole blog post or something. And it was just, it was just re- like really boilerplate. Like it oh, did. Exactly. I, I was looking and I'm like the, this, like the syntax of the sentences, it's like, you know, it's legible. It reads, but it doesn't really do a lot more than that. It felt besides, very basic.
0: Besides <laughs> actually being legible, it's giving
1: us nothing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's like how I'd summarize my thoughts. (laughs)
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, and I feel like I've like hounded this in people's brains forever, where I'm like, if your content could like be found on some random person's blog, like you Google it and you're going to find that exact same information. Like what the heck is the point? Like, I don't feel like it's doing any favors for you besides existing. And actually, I feel like it might be even doing you disfavors. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I feel like that too. It's like, why even bother? Like if it's going to be something like, I know I've Googled things before to see what pops up or, you know, you go on Pinterest or something and, you know, oh, I'm going to read a blog post about this or whatever. Maybe not everyone does that, but uh, you know, sometimes I do. And if, it, if they all say the same things, like they all have the same tips or whatever, yes. I'm like, okay, well clearly you looked at all the others and then just wrote yours. Yes. And it's not oh, different.
0: That is one of my biggest, Pet peeves. I hate it when I'm like trying to Google advice, and I'm like sort, you know, fact checking a few different blogs, and it's like literally word for word, like what's the best way to do a deadlift or whatever. And it's like, check this. Check. I'm like, this. Are we all looking at the same book here? Like, I don't get it. Like, why? Why? What? I I hate it. Oh my gosh. I'm glad you figured yeah, that out. out.
1: Yes, it's so true. Yeah, because I'm like, even before AI was a thing, like I feel like this is something I've Mm -hmm. seen when I've gone to like look at, you know, other people writing these kinds of things. But now, especially with AI, like if people are relying on it too much, we're just going to see that more. Then it's just going to be like more obvious if it wasn't already.
0: (laughs) It's so annoying. Okay, I have two questions, I guess. I want your thoughts on like two different things because Hamba is coming out with like the bullet list ones like the list ones
1: like first how do you feel about those ones like people using those is that going to be helpful I'm I haven't actually heard about this is it trying to like you can it creates bullets like I don't really know (laughs) like it will generate like a list of things like hey give me like content topic ideas oh that might be cool I mean I think if you're like looking for like ideas maybe that might be I don't know. It might be to play with. I mean, especially if it's free. I don't, to be totally honest, I don't know if I'd pay for an AI tool, but if it's free and you can generate some ideas, like what the heck, I suppose, like you might as well play with it. I mean, it doesn't hurt, but like, as long as you can put your own spin on it, like if you see it and you're like, oh, that kind of looks like everyone else, then like, maybe not. Plus two, I don't know if it's creating bullet points. It could be helpful for thinking about cuz you know, bullet points are like a really great thing to use in copywriting, you know, throughout your website, especially like on a sales page or something like that. If it's bullet points for that, it might help you think about like structuring in a way. So, I suppose that's not the worst thing, but I just <laughs> I just wouldn't rely on it. Like I just not don't worst, think it's totally reliable. Yeah. It's just like, it's okay. (laughs) We're we're mediocre
0: on it. Uh, Okay. That's good to hear. And then my second thing I was curious, again, your opinion on this, because I don't even remember the name of the tool and I wish I did. I keep having to text my husband and be like, what the heck is the name of this tool? Because it is kind of, we have used it and it's kind of handy. It's like a grammarly, but like upgraded. It's like a different a little bit better version of a Grammarly where it like will actually like take your paragraph and like rewrite it way better than Grammarly. And we don't use it for everything because I do feel like sometimes it just like makes everything you say generic. But like, let's say when we were writing like our marketing personality test and guide, and that was like 40 pages of copy and it just needed to like be legible. Yeah. My and I were able to like edit the entire 40 page guide in like one night. And that was super. And people were like, cool. what a copywriter did you hire for to write the guide? And I was like, no one. We just used this tool. Yeah. But it was really helpful, but like, I don't know if it would be helpful in any other scenario. Oh, and it helps my husband write his papers for his master's. That's like the main reason we got it but like, how
1: do now you feel I about, want like, to know people- what this tool is. I know.
0: I'm like, <laughs> I cannot remember the tool, whatever it is. I'm going to ask my husband and I'm going to link it in the show notes. I'll just put it under like the tool and then I'll link it so you guys can have it. But I'm curious, like, I, I don't know how I would feel about people using something like that for like their actual website copy or something.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't feel like that great about it. And also it's like, you know, I get it. Like not everyone has like the budget to like hire a copywriter. And, you know, I kind of know it like where I am in business. Like I know I'm too expensive for some people and I'm like, cool with that. But yeah, I just still think AI is like not the way to go. Cause I think it's just, you're just going to end up with something that's on everyone else's website. And I yep. think there's just like real danger in that. And like, even if you are just starting out, you want to try to put like as best of an impression forward as you possibly can. And it's just, like, I just know of like so many other, like, I don't know, there's a lot of cool like templates and courses or, you know, maybe group program. I don't know. Taylor, you amazing can...
0: group program. <laughs>
1: Yeah, shameless plug. Um, Yeah, no, it's like, you know, and that's kind of fun too because it's like people can get like feedback from, you know, me or the group or whatever, but it's like, you know, and I think that that can make it a little bit more human. I think that there's so many other like spaces to be able to like get help on copy that like, I feel like you don't have to turn to AI because there are a lot of really great resources out there already. There are ways that you don't have to start Mm -hmm. from scratch. So I'm like, I feel like it's not... Yeah. I feel like for a website copy, like I could see some uses, like you were saying, like you, you had to get it done and you had to get it out there. Like for something like that, it could, it could maybe be good, but yeah, for like website copy or like, or like telling your brand story. Cause a lot of like oh the gosh. copy that I write is like, you know, those brand messaging guides where we're really trying to like communicate their brand story and like get really, really clear on like what they're trying to do. And, you know, often people are like coming to these kinds of projects with like, They have like a lot of notes and a lot of ideas and they're like, you know, and we really, really get into the nuance of like wording and phrasing, like my brand is this, but it's not this, it's this, but it's not this. And so we're really trying to think about those qualities or they go, this part is really cookie cutter. So I don't want to approach it that way. Or, you know, we're talking about what's done in the industry. What do we like and dislike? So it's like, we're getting into so many like different nuances. Like, I just think that would be hard to plug into a machine and get what you want.
0: I I agree. I think that like there's something there to be said like with your students like actually thinking about those questions and going through them themselves because I feel like if you skip through that process you're doing yourself a huge disservice and honestly like I just think someone's going to be way better off getting it wrong three million times first and learning something every single time they get it wrong than just like putting something out that looks professional but is wrong. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just, I would yeah. so much rather be wrong and authentic than to be generic and professional.
1: Yeah. Generic and professional. I think that's like the worst, you know, not that being professional is bad, but like, you know, I guess those two together, I feel like that's like one yeah. of the worst things you can be because, you know, generic and professional, it's like, if the best thing people can say, it's like nice, then it's like, it's not really doing its job.
0: That's like, cool. <laughs> so is everybody. Yeah yeah we all want to be nice Uh, (laughs) I totally agree okay so for people who are like really wanting to keep AI in its place where it lives in the corner which is for when it's needed not necessarily for your brand and for people who are like wanting to actually like try and get into like creating
1: more content
0: that's human how do we go about that
1: definitely like you know, ask people what they want, like get to know your clients. Like something I do in my process is like, I get to know my clients, clients, or sometimes I even have, I've had clients before who've done their own customer interviews, or they've asked them like, Hey, can you fill out this form for me? And they'll ask them questions. So it's like, if you can like go and and just like really ask people and like, learn, you know, either like learn from your existing clients, or, you know, if you don't necessarily have those yet, like, learn from people you want to work with. It's kind of like with the whole like relationship marketing thing. It's like, you know, even if you're not working with them yet, like go and like connect with people you would maybe want to work with and see what they're looking for and just, you know, get out in front of them and and, you know, yeah, ask, ask them and have conversations. And then it also say like, knowing your message. Like if you know your message, then you're, you're much more able to have, like, I know something you Carly talk about a lot is, you know, having those hot takes and having those points of views. So like, if you know your message and you know what you're for, and you know, you stand for, you can, you can have those hot takes and they're so unique. And it's like no one and no AI and no one else is going to be able to come up with those for you. And you're just going to be able to have them. They're just going to be, you know, on tap for you because your message is so true. And then, I don't know, something else too, like batching is cool, but i found sometimes my best posts are like, if I just wake up and have an idea and I just do it, I might just like stop everything I'm doing and just like take 20 minutes to like make that post. Um, and sometimes those are the best ones. Ooh. Okay. So do you like, do you batch and do spontaneous yeah, I do a mix. I like to plan ahead. I'm trying to get better about like planning for the whole month. Like I'll, I'll do a month and then I'll be like, Oh wait, I don't have time to have ideas. And then, and then I won't post for a month and then I'll be like, Oh, let me go post again. So I'm trying to get more like consistent with like posting all the time. But yeah, sometimes I do just kind of go, Oh, that's a good idea. I'm going to go ahead and, and just make that post. And, and those, those can be kind of fun. So you just have the idea and you're like, I just want to get this idea out in the world and just share it with people and and it's kind of fun you can test it out and see what people think
0: honestly and there's like no shame and just like putting it out there and just trying it like if it flops cool if it flops now you know like either the format or maybe it was the content the way you delivered it like something didn't land right or even just the time like honestly who has no freaking idea and i just feel like the more you test things and just try it like it's gonna go out there
1: Yeah, totally. I can't remember if I talked
0: about this yet on the podcast. I can't remember if I have, but something that my husband was talking about because his master's is like all in behavioral change and creating transformations for people. And one of the things that he talked about with me and his master's is that, like, one of the best ways to actually help people change and to create like a program or to create content or to create anything that's actually going to like help people is to rapid prototype it and just try a million different things and get people's advice and feedback along the way while you're creating it. Because like you could take seven years to perfect something, but what if it flops? Like, it's just, I just feel like it's so much better just to like, I don't know, we do batching too, but like, I just feel like there is something special. I'm just being like, okay, I have this idea. I have no idea how it's going to go and just put it out there and see what happens.
1: Yeah. See what happens. Cause like you said, the worst thing that can happen is like, oh, it doesn't get as many likes as you want, or it doesn't land as well. And it's like, either you can hone the idea or try something else. Like I definitely am like of a belief that like, no, like an abundance mindset, as far as ideas, it's like, there's going to be more and you don't have to be so tied to like one idea because there can be more and you know, it's okay. So just, you know, have fun with it. Yes.
0: I've, al- yes. I've always believed that like, if you have this idea and it comes into your brain and you don't like put it out or you're just like holding on to it for months, the idea leaves you and it's like, okay, cool. I'm going to go with some- someone else. that's like actually going to put that idea on there. I know that's like yeah. kind of woo woo and like giving ideas like humanization, but like, I don't know. I feel like it's helped me like imagining ideas and thoughts like that. Cause I'm like, Oh no, like it came to me and I'm going to put it out there. Like it feels like my duty almost, you know what I mean? Or else it's going to leave me. Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh, that sounds so much. That reminds me of, um. have you read uh, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert? I haven't in a, like five years ago. I need to reread it so bad. Yeah, Did I feel like that's that? something like, I think she does. And I saw that and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so true. So I feel like I'm, I'm that way too. It's like, you know, act on your ideas. But I also kind of believe too, like, I don't know. Sometimes I've had moments where I have an idea and then I forget it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot the idea. And then I'm like, well, if it's really important, it will come back again yes. and I'll remember it. So I don't have to worry because it will come back. So it's like, it's fine if I forgot yes. because the really good ones will, will revisit me.
0: <laughs> I love that. Like if you forgot about it, cause I do that all the time. Like I didn't write it down in the moment, just wasn't meant to me. And if it is, it'll come back.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That is like so true.
0: I love that. I love this like humanization to ideas that we're <laughs> yeah. putting out there. Ah, I love, I love. Okay. Anything else that you have for like helping people just be more human
1: in their content? Tips. Yeah. Tricks, whatever. Yeah, for sure. Like something that like, I've, I mean, I don't know. I've tried to do this for myself and like, this is something I, I try to teach too is like if you see something that you like, I mean, copy that's working or I guess, you know, design or like whatever it is that's working. Like if you if you see something you like or even if you see it and you're like, why didn't I think of that first? I feel so silly mm-hmm. for not thinking about that. Like so I'll, sometimes I'll see the slider post and I'll be like, oh, I, I thought of that. That's such a good idea. Oh my gosh, um, yes, gosh, I try to think about like, I don't know, I try to be critical about like why I like it. I think that's something that like, I, you know, I'm always trying to get people to do is go like, why do you like it? You know, this is especially good, especially like with clients giving feedback, you know, instead of like, oh, I like it or I don't like it. It's like, why or what? Like going a little bit deeper and thinking about what it is that's doing well, because then instead of feeling like, oh, I have to imitate that or, oh my gosh, like I can't achieve that level of success with like an idea or whatever. It's like, you can come up with your own thing because you can have an idea of like why it's working. So, you know, I think just like try to get critical and and think about what it is.
0: I love that. Cause I noticed myself doing that where I'm like, that literally just put my thoughts into like words and better words than I would have been able to do. And I always like feel upset with myself where I'm like, I should have been the one to say that. Like, you know what I mean? Like you always like get that comparison where you're like, oh, that should have been me or that like, was such a genius post or whatever. But like, I think it really, it's a hard, I feel like that's a hard exercise to actually do and to be like, why do I like this? And to get past that like self-doubt of, oh, I should have been the one to do this and just look at it in a different way. I really like that. That's going to be an exercise that like, I'm going to try
1: challenging myself to do. Yeah, 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 totally. And then I think too, like, just like, I know something you teach a lot and something like, I feel like I really embraced after doing 10K Girl Gang is this idea of like, you know, being a problem solver, being a strategist, a solution finder, like really, really kind of live in that energy. And I think again, like think about what your clients need and what you're looking, they're looking for, really think about them, think about yourself as like, you know, a solution giver and a problem solver and just try to like approach things from that instead of like, Oh, what should I say? Or what is like, a I think I should be posting this week. Or it's like, what, what would actually, what do they actually need?
0: You what, would, what would you say like to the people who like don't really know what it is that people need, or they don't even know what problems they're solving?
1: Yeah, I would say try to figure out like who who you want to work with, like who who is that kind of like dreamy client that you really want to work with. Who are they? Like try you know try to get in the room and try to get in those circles with people, and you know try to get to know them and reach out, read things like something i found, you know, it's so funny. Everyone always says like Facebook is dead, but I just really find like just scrolling through, like my Facebook went from being like a personal Facebook to just kind of something like I scroll through to like, I'm in there for business groups. And it's honestly kind of good customer research. Sometimes you can see them being like, Oh, I need a this, or I'm hiring this, or I have a question about this. And, you know, sometimes even just like going through and scrolling and being in some of these groups, like you just get to see what people are thinking about. And how they're phrasing their problems. So I think just kind of like try to get in the rooms you want to be in. And try trying to make connections and try to meet other people. I think that's like the best way. Because I feel like the longer I've been in business, like I've been able to like hone in more and more and more on what it is. Because I feel like when I started out, I didn't really know either. I don't think I knew I was solving a problem. I was just like, I want to do writing for people. <laughs> and I was just like, I want to write from home and not be a starving artist was my starting goal. I didn't really have a lot else beyond that. And I just kind of like honed it and honed it and honed it as I went. So I think if you don't know everything now, like that's okay. Cause you'll, you'll, you'll get it. You'll learn it.
0: I love what you said about like, just being in the room with those people, because one, I think a lot of people just want to skip that step And again, just like rely on AI stuff, which I get like, there's a lot of reasons why we don't want to be on the room, like introverted. Yeah. Like I just don't love those types of things, but like, I honestly just don't know if there's any way to sidestep being in the room or like actually creating those connections, whether that be for a phone call or like Facebook group or a group coaching program, or like, I, I don't know, like just in the DMS, I feel like there's so many different ways to like, talk to those people but like ai is never ever going to replace that relationship with people that you have and even though like so much is going towards that like i think that i think that's actually a sign that like people are valuing the relationship even more now because ai and genericism genericism is that a word i don't know generics being generic is so (laughs) huge now like just people just creating that actual relationship and like a human
1: Yeah. Oh, that's all that stuff you said. is like, it's so good. That was like, so full of truth. I totally agree. And Hey, you know what? Like I'm, I'm such an introvert. Like I'm, I'm exactly that way. And it's like, you know, it's so funny even being like such an introvert, literally like leading group calls and being like, Oh my gosh, like I'm nervous, but you know, I've just been able to like do it anyway. I don't know. It's like th- there's definitely ways. that's definitely possible, like you said. And there's there's different mediums to accomplish that. I mean, sometimes it's like being on calls and being in rooms and stuff like that. But it's also sometimes just yeah, DMs or reading things or you know just talking to people you're friends with. Like it can be it can be really chill and casual, and it doesn't have to be like high pressure.
0: Yeah, like I feel like there's so many introverted friendly ways to be in the room, yeah. like face the Facebook group. I think is a great tip you don't even have to respond. You just have to like go and read what other people are doing.
1: Yeah. I'm like a serial lurker. Like I don't really, I don't really post much. I just kind Same. of like read and see what's going on. And I'm like, okay, I got a good, good grip on what's going on here. And and that's kind of cool. Same. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the last time I actually posted in a
0: Facebook group, but it's like really fun to see what other people are doing. Yeah. I love that. Oh, well, thank you for all those tips. Those are seriously so helpful and such a good conversation. Anything else that you want to add to this human marketing AI conversation that we're having before we go?
1: I don't know something i always say about ai is like i think something that bothers me about people being like oh yeah let me write like whole entire like essays and websites and let me just write whole entire things it's like i i, I just don't want like our society to go towards like outsourcing thought like i think no matter what like no matter like whether you use it in some way or not like just never like outsource that thinking and always like always cultivate that because I think that's going to be valued. I think like as the years go on, that's just going to be really, really valued. So just maintain it and, and keep it going.
0: Oh my gosh. I never thought of it like that. The, we're just outsourcing the thought part of it. Oh Yeah. Because I mean, I've always said that, like, I mean, I literally made a TikTok about this like two days ago where I just like, you shouldn't like have your competitive edge what you do and so it's like if you're literally competing with an ai that has like a free service who can do copy and you do copy like you're always gonna lose every single time but like the thing that like is most powerful about you is the thought behind it yeah and so like honing in on that even more and just really really soaking up like what is the expertise behind the copywriting and yeah like the values, the expertise, like everything that actually creates my copy different from other people's, I think is is just gonna be way more valuable in the long run.
1: Yeah, it's so true. Cause it's like copywriting like isn't just like the words, it's also like the strategy and the, you know, it's thinking about that like wider message of like yeah. what are your goals? What do you actually want to share? What actually makes you different? Yeah. So it's like if you're thinking, you know, more, more globally about that, it's like your your copy is already gonna land and have more impact. I agree
0: AI sucks
1: just kidding it's okay
0: but that's (laughs) our our consensus after after this podcast interview is AI okay it has its uses it's not great it's not bad either though it's just it's just mediocre don't rely on it
1: yeah like it's there but you know and I think just because everyone's talking about it doesn't mean you have to like use it or like oh my gosh now I have to integrate it into like my whole business and my whole life it's like you know take it or leave it whatever. Like it's there. Um, It's so funny because a copywriter friend of mine, it like, it made me laugh. She said this to me and she was like, tech bros didn't invent AI out of the goodness of their hearts to help entrepreneurs. Like, yes, you're so right. That's really true. Like I, who knows like what, where, where this is going to go from here. (laughs) Honestly, that's so right. Anything with tech
0: bros and finance bros. And I'm like, you know, they're not there to help you. They're there to like help themselves. If they're for it, maybe we should like take that as a signal that we should not be for it. So,
1: yeah, I agree. That's so funny.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, if they created that, you know it's bad, and they're not having our best interest at heart. I 100 yeah. percent agree. Like the little TikTok AI filter is very fun, cool. I would, yes, of course, want to see like what avatar character I would look like, but I think beyond that, I'm, I'm a pass.
1: Hey. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs>
0: Okay, hey, cool. Thanks so much, Kayla, for coming on the podcast. Before we go, where can people learn more about you, get in your program, get copywriting from you, give us all the dirty deeds?
1: Yeah, yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at theliterary.co. And you can also, my website's the same, just theliterary.co is where you can find my copywriting services and um, join the waitlist for my group program. Round two um, is opening again in just a few months.
0: I'm so excited. We were talking all about that before uh, we got on the call. And it just sounds so freaking cool. Like, honestly, it's for people who are like trying to write their own copy, right, Kayla?
1: Yeah. So it's it's basically kind of taking you from like constructing your brand message in your website copy, but also like all the other copy pieces beyond that, like if you need a sales page or you need to like have landing pages. Yes. So it's kind of taking you like through that whole process and really helping you spread your message like from, from the A to Z basically. That is so genius. Honestly, at some point, I think
0: I might even have like our marketing assistant go through that because yes. we're trying to like have her lean into the copywriting stuff. Anyways, that's a whole conversation for another day. But Kayla's a genius. I love her. I mean, obviously we spent like a lot of good time together in 10KGG. So I'm really excited to have her on the podcast today and to be able to show off her genius and just have this
1: fun conversation. So thank you so much, Kayla. We appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much, Carly. Um, Yeah. I'm such a fan of what you do too. So yeah. Thank you so much uh, for everything. (laughs) Okay. See you guys next week.